Gamecock fans, I got a bold opinion that you may or may not disagree with. I think that Shane Beamer should be the offensive play caller for South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And yes, that's right. You heard me correctly at the beginning of the show. I think that Shane Beamer should be the offensive coordinator for South Carolina on December 30th when they take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the Gator Bowl. I'm going to explain why I think that in just a few moments. I'm also going to talk about why Shane Beamer is using the chaos of the transfer portal to further solidify the culture that he has built at South Carolina and there's a former Gamecock commit that could potentially be jumping back into the fold very soon. Who is that prospect? I'll discuss that at the end of the show today. So that is the roadmap. Let's go on ahead and dive on right into the discussion around the interim offensive coordinator role for the Gator Bowl and why I think Shane Beamer should be the OC. So in my opinion, this is the case for Shane Beamer. He has no current position group responsibilities in terms of coaching in-game, like all of the other coaches on his coaching staff. Shane Beamer is a more modern-day head coach in college football in terms of the fact that he is more of a CEO type of guy. He is not somebody that is, I don't want to say well-versed, really, on the defensive or offensive side of the ball, but he's not someone that is a play caller while he is also trying to run the entire operation. A good example of some play callers out there at some major football programs, you look at Billy Napier at Florida in the SEC. You look at Ryan Day at Ohio State. You look at Steve Sarkeesian over at Texas. Those are guys that call plays during the game while also trying to sort of manage in-game decisions based on what the score is, where they're positioned on the field, how much time is left, how many timeouts they have left, all the different factors that you could possibly think of. Shane Beamer is not that kind of coach. He is a guy that obviously he is building this program based on his energy, based on the culture, and in terms of coaching and recruiting, he, for the most part, is going to let his coaches on his staff do all of that. So that is why, in terms of a one-game basis, it might be a good idea to have Shane Beamer add this responsibility to this plate to call plays in the game so that he can let the rest of his coaches coach. The other thing is this, Shane Beamer has coached at all three levels of the game. So again, he might not be extremely well-versed maybe in one specific side of the football, maybe besides special teams, of course. Shane Beamer has a lot of experience at multiple different position groups in terms of coaching. So he does understand how certain position groups are going to operate in terms of fundamental football, of course, with the decades of experience he has built up at multiple conferences in college football. And the other thing is this. 
he can spend the extra time trying to figure out how he would want to develop a game plan for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, how he would want to attack their defense. Because as I mentioned earlier, you can leave the recruiting to your assistants. And while, yes, there might be certain prospects where Shane Beamer is going to want to be involved in the recruitment, a la Nicholas Harper out of Washington, D.C., you can leave, for the most part, the rest of the guys to your assistants and take a step back in that aspect, at least for the time being. Now, admittedly, Shane Beamer, while I do think there's a great case for him to take up this mantle for the Gator Bowl, there are some other cases that you could make for a couple of other coaches on this staff. The first one that I'll discuss is Justin Stepp. Now, Justin Stepp is viewed by a lot of Gamecock fans and a lot of people within the SEC conference as a future offensive coordinator, someone who essentially is earning the last couple of stripes that he needs to have in order to, I guess, quote-unquote, be perceived as being ready for the opportunity when it presents itself. He is already considered to be a star assistant on this staff because you look at the track record of development and recruiting that he has built from the time that he started as a graduate assistant at both Appalachian State and at that team from the upstate. Then he went on to SMU with Chad Morris. Then he went on to Arkansas under both Chad Morris and Sam Pittman before eventually coming back to his home state and being a coach on Shane Beamer's inaugural coaching staff all the way up till now. Coach Step is viewed as an up-and-comer on the national stage as well. He was invited to the AFCA's 35 Under 35 Coaches Leadership Institute convention back in 2018, which there's not very many invites sent out for those kind of conventions. You have to be specifically invited to participate in those kind of events, which, again, if you're one of those coaches there, that tells you how much your colleagues think of you on this level. Now, for Justin Stepp, there is one big thing that is holding him back from being maybe the most viable candidate to fill in that interim offensive coordinator role for the Gator Bowl, and that is the fact that he's never called plays in his coaching career, whether it be the high school level or the college level. Now, some people who think that he should be the offensive coordinator would maybe sit there and argue, but Andrew, he's going to have extra time to prepare for this game. It's not like he's only got three, four, five days, like a regular season game week before the contest actually arrives. He's got more time than that. And yeah, you would be correct about that. And it could be a good reason why you maybe let Coach Step go through his first ever game calling plays offensively. The last assistant I'll bring up real quick is Pete Lembo, the special teams coordinator for South Carolina. Now, the thing with Pete Lembo is he's got something that none of the other coaches have on this staff. He has called plays before on the offensive side of the ball. And while he does coach all the special teams unit, admittedly, when you look at all the plays that those units are running compared to the offense and defensive side of the ball, he doesn't have as many plays that he has to game plan for like the offensive and defensive coordinators usually do. Now, here come a couple of negatives with this proposition. Firstly, while Pete Limbo has called plays before on the offensive side of the ball, that experience, as far as I could tell, comes from one season at a Division three school in Hamden Sydney College, located in Virginia, and that was all the way back in 1997. A few years after Tom Osborne 
and the option, I believe, at Nebraska was what was winning national championship. Obviously, something that would not happen in today's college football. The other thing is, Pete Lemo's been a great special teams coordinator. He quite literally leads the number one special teams unit in the entire country based on all of the efficiency metrics. Would you want to take the risk of potentially messing all that up if you throw offensive play calling onto his plate? But overall, when you look at Shane Beamer, Justin Stepp, and Pete Lembo, and you ask the question, which guy makes the most sense to be the interim offensive coordinator for the Gator Bowl against Notre Dame? In my opinion, it is abundantly clear that the answer to that question would be Shane Beamer. Now, obviously, it's going to be collective effort between the entire offensive coaching staff with Shane Beamer participating in those meetings, no matter who the interim OC is going to be. But it's still going to be important in terms of Who's going to have the final say on what plays end up being run? What suggestions are taken from all the offensive assistants on the headset in the game? That's going to be very important. So obviously it's going to be interesting to see how this whole situation plays out moving forward. But again, I personally think that Shane Beamer would be the best person to fill in this role for the Gator Bowl on December 30th against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now, speaking of head coach Shane Beamer... He was on 107.5 The Game's Carolina Calls show on Monday night with play-by-play announcer Todd Ellis. And he had a lot to say about the unorganized chaos right now that is the transfer portal. And people need to take note of what he said regarding the portal. So I'm going to dive into some of his comments and expand on them in just a few moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. But before we get into all of that, I do want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. If you're a small business owner or manager that feels like the hiring process is now a high-stakes wager these days and you want access to the best qualified candidates available, listen, don't freak out. There's an easy answer to your problems, and that is LinkedIn Jobs, which helps to find the right people for your team faster and for free. When you use LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a job post in minutes to reach both your own personal network and the worldwide network of over 100 million people. You can also add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your profile, which helps to find the right people that fit the job description to a T. It uses tools like screening questions to filter through candidates and populate the right team member to help you finish out the year strong. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus other leading competitors in the industry because LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Once again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. I want to thank y'all once again for making Locked On Gamecocks your first watch or listen here today. For your next listen, I would like for you to go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, where the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day all take place. The Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Shane Beamer, 
obviously is a coach that has used the transfer portal to his advantage over the first couple of years at South Carolina. And we're already seeing him do it again this offseason, or this bowl season, I should say, as he's already brought in guys like Mario Anderson Jr. out of Newberry College. Nick Gargiulo out of Yale. Nick Elksness out of Florida, a tight end that's going to provide some solid depth at that position. And there could be a couple more transfers that are added by the time this is all said and done in this recruiting cycle. But the thing is, Shane Beamer, well, I'm not going to just, you know, try to say that he's playing 4D chess here. I think that he is using the transfer portal in a different way in terms of communicating his message, his overall message of what he wants here at South Carolina to recruits, to transfer portal targets, and to their respective families as well. Because the transfer portal came up on Carolina Calls on Monday night, and if you were listening to the whole thing, you could probably tell very easily Todd Ellis was pretty close to getting real fired up about the whole topic and about, of course, what has happened here at South Carolina over the last couple of weeks. Of course, losing some major players on the offensive side of the ball to some other schools. A couple of them that you could say, you know, it was some factors like maybe they were homesick or maybe they just didn't like the way they were utilized in the offense. While some other players, you could sit there and say, um, maybe it was something else that was playing a role into their decision to enter the transfer portal. So, of course, Todd asked Coach Beamer about all of this on Carolina Calls on Monday night. And this is what Shane Beamer had to say, both in general terms and then in specific terms regarding starting players entering the portal and going to another team. He said, on the transfer portal, it's a lot that's changed, but it's part of it. You control what you can control. Now, here's what he said about starters jumping from one team to another. South Carolina's benefited from it as well, but every situation is different. Talk to all the players that have entered the portal from South Carolina and wish them well. But again, I'm going to worry about the guys that are here, not the ones that aren't. I wish there was more transparency on what's being done behind the scenes. Because the issue is, you're dealing with a whole lot of false promises. And it's, of course, very hard for coaches to try and counter what those false promises might be from a team that has been communicating behind the scenes with a player that's still currently on the roster. So I think that certain parts of this answer from Coach Beamer were intentional because I think that Coach Beamer is, I don't want to say completely taking advantage, but I think he is using the transfer portal chaos as an opportunity to make the program's culture look stronger to players who are considering South Carolina. Again, both in the high school ranks and in the JUCO ranks and players that are in the transfer portal. Here's the thing that we have learned about Shane Beamer at this point in regards to the transfer portal. Shane Beamer is never going to be someone like Elaine Kiffin. And what I mean by that is this. He is not going to put most of his recruiting effort on the transfer portal at the end of the regular season, like Lane Kiffin has the last couple years, which has led to some success at Ole Miss. Shane Beamer, instead, is going to bring in some players from the transfer portal. He's not going to be stubborn like Davo Sweeney at Clemson and sit there and say, you know, I'll get some fifth or sixth year quarterback that's never really been a big time starter at a major college football program and bring them as a depth piece for the quarterback room. And other than that, I think I'm just going to let everything else play out. Just see what happens with it. 
He's not going to do that either. Shane Beamer's going to be smart, and he's going to use the transfer portal to supplement. That's a key word right there. Supplement his roster. He'll use it to fill in certain positions where, quite frankly, you got to bring in guys. Like the tight end position, after what all happened in recent weeks. The running back position, which, of course, lost Marshawn Lloyd, which was a big surprise to Gamecock Nation, and is soon to lose Christian Bill Smith and Dante Miller because both of those guys will have exhausted all of their eligibility left in their college football careers. So, of course, you get a guy like Mario Anderson out of Newberry College, which isn't going to make national headlines, admittedly, but in South Carolina, Gamecock fans are fired up to get this kid to come to Columbia. You get a guy like Nick Gargiulo out of Yale, which, you know, again, has some really good accolades from especially the 2022 season up there for the Bulldogs. It's not going to break the internet, so to speak, like maybe a Spencer Rattler move did for them this past offseason. But in terms of the transfer portal overall and how it sort of correlates to the culture that he is trying to build at South Carolina. Shane Beamer is not going to use the portal like Lane Kiffin because he wants to let kids know that choose to come to South Carolina out of high school that, look, I'm going to always try to bring in competition. I'm going to always try to make this team better however I can. That doesn't mean that I'm going to bring you in here and if you're not making a big impact within one year, I'm just going to bring in like three or four transfers from the portal and I'm going to let them fight it out for these first and second string snaps. And if you don't like it, then you can enter the portal yourself. Coach Beamer is not going to do that. Coach Beamer is also going to make sure that when he does bring in guys, again, he's not going to just look at a list of the rankings and say, okay, The top 10 players in the portal, we're going to automatically offer all these players without even really vetting them, and we're going to have them all come to campus, and I'm going to try to get as many of those players as I possibly can. He's not going to do that either. He is going to target guys that, of course, are going to fill in positions of need, that, of course, is going to give him some added depth at certain positions. But he is also going to use it as an opportunity to, once again, spread the message of what It is that he is trying to build at South Carolina, which again is this. The foundation is that this program is based on family. It is based on love. It is based on all of us being together, whether we are sky high in terms of momentum after beating Tennessee and Clemson, or we're getting absolutely pummeled by everybody outside the building. Like what happened after they got blown out by Georgia, maybe at the beginning of the year. Or you lose another game to the Missouri Tigers. No matter what happens, however, we're all going to be here in this same room come the next week. We're all going to go back after it. I'm not going to be a coach that's going to automatically just change everything I'm doing because we lose a couple games. We're going to try to refine everything that we're doing in the building, areas that we think that we do need to maybe fine-tune a little bit. But we're not going to completely rewrite the script. Okay, I'm going to empower all of you Even if at times in press conferences, it makes me look like I'm defending something that's not worth defending. I'm going to empower all of you. And I'm going to say that I have full confidence that you all, all of us in this room, are going to find a way to make things better. And then we do what we did against Tennessee and Clemson. Hey, there's an indication of where this program could go. You come here. You can trust We're not going to give you false promises. 
like he mentioned in his answer on Monday night. I'm not going to just completely throw away my relationship with certain players despite how they left this program. I'm not going to do that. But I can guarantee you this, the moment you step foot in this building, you are our top priority here. You are our top priority, period. That is the platform that Coach Beamer is trying to build here at South Carolina. And I think that when he gets questions like he did from Todd Ellis on Monday night on the Carolina Calls radio show, I think that he he knows what he's doing. He uses it as an opportunity to give answers like he did last night in order to convey to not just the fans, but also, again, use it as a chance to send a message to those targets that are out there, the people that he's communicating with to say, listen, this is what you can expect out of me and my staff if you come to South Carolina. We're all going to be a brotherhood here, and we're also going to win. We're going to do it all together. And that's something that's very powerful when you are talking about an 18 to 22-year-old kid that's going through a lot of different things in their life at that moment. Where some kids, they are probably hurt because they feel like they've been lied to. They've been hoodwinked by other coaches. Shane Beaver is not going to do that to you. That is the message that he sends. And so... When he gives answers like this, it's important to understand he's not just always talking to the fans or reporters. He's talking to sometimes recruits, their parents, their high school coaches, their counselors, everyone that you can think of. He's talking to all of them. So I thought that was very interesting from Shane Beamer on Monday night, what he said regarding the transfer portal. One other quick thing on the injury front. Christian Bill Smith and Terrell Dawkins right now are good and are practicing. Josh Van is working hard to try to get back, but according to Shane Beamer, he thinks he is very doubtful to play in the Gator Bowl. Wyatt Campbell is also doing good right now. Devontae Reed is admittedly banged up, but he is apparently getting constant treatment to try to sort of alleviate what's going on with his injury right now. And I wouldn't say that he is not going to play, but based on what Shane Beamer said on Carolina calls, Devontae Reed is having to try to get over that injury during their practice schedule right now. So that's the latest on the injury front for South Carolina. And again, really interesting stuff from Carolina calls on Monday night. So I felt like it was important to bring all of that up. Now, in terms of recruiting, getting back to that real quick, because early signing day is coming up tomorrow, and we're going to have a big show regarding all of that, where we'll dive even further into multiple other prospects. But there's one prospect in particular who could be announcing where he's going today before he even signs on the dotted line. We'll talk about that prospect in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. But before we do a deeper dive into that recruitment, I do want to let y'all know that today's show is also brought to you by the NHTSA or National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell whether you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone around you can tell when you're high. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high. Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive while you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is this. If you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, you will get a DUI. 
Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. So early National Signing Day is just 24 hours away at the time of this show being released, whether it's audio podcast or YouTube. There is going to be a lot going on in Gamecock country over the next couple of days with all these high school prospects and transfer portal targets signing the dotted line and officially announcing their intentions to join South Carolina's football program. But there's one prospect who at some point today, maybe he's already announced by the time you're listening or watching to the show, is going to be making his final decision. And it's a prospect that just recently decommitted from South Carolina. And that prospect is offensive tackle Oluwatisan Babalade out of Maryland. Now, when Babalade decommitted a while back, obviously Gamecock fans were just a little bit worried just because obviously whenever a prospect decommits this close to early National Signing Day, then you get worried that, you know, how much time is the program going to have to try to convince him to jump back into the fold? Is he going to maybe stick to his home state? And after he had gone to a couple of Maryland basketball games at their home arena, a lot of fans were worried that Oluwatisan Babalade was going to end up staying home and committing to the Terrapins. But I have to say, I would not assume that just quite yet. South Carolina has shown him a lot of love on social media, both the fans and some of the recruiting assistants for South Carolina. Babalade has been committed to South Carolina for a while now, at least since, I believe, early August of this year, so the last four months. They have had a long-standing relationship with Babalade. There has not been any massive coaching change made, at least up to this point, in terms of the offensive line position. And, you know, South Carolina just visited him recently with, I believe, six total coaches. I think it was the whole defensive coaching staff, then Atkins and Teasley on the offensive line, and Shane Beamer. I think all of those coaches were there to see him not too long before he actually decommitted from the Gamecocks. So Watson Babalade, obviously, look, he is still a big recruit here for this recruiting class. The Gamecocks, as of this current moment, even without Babalade's commitment, would probably still have the best offensive line recruiting class they've had in school history. You add in Watson Babalade back into the fold here, and that really helps you out at the offensive tackle spot because, again, Dillawonum is going to be gone after this year. Jalen Nichols has a COVID year of eligibility remaining in his back pocket, but is he going to want to use it? Ja'Kai Morris played some left tackle, admittedly, but he hasn't been able to find any real consistency at that spot. Tyshawn Wanamaker, same deal with him at right tackle. He has had some moments at that position, but at the same time, he could be better. And Ola Watson Babalade, look, while he is raw in terms of his technique, he is a real strong, massive dude that can really help protect the edge for South Carolina for years to come. So this is a really big recruitment. It will be decided sometime today. When Babalade announced this on Twitter yesterday, he did not give a specific time. So if you're someone that really tracks this stuff closely throughout the day, just keep an eye out, I believe, on Twitter. You'll probably find out through that medium when he makes his final decision. So watch that moving forward. And... Be ready, because Wednesday is going to be a huge day for South Carolina in terms of getting a bunch of new Gamecocks to officially sign the dotted line and become members of the football program. And I'll be talking, hopefully, with John Garcia when that time comes on Wednesday so that we can give y'all 
full coverage of some of the biggest recruitments to watch in the final hours, who the biggest impact player could be out of the early signees, and also maybe some potential recruitments to watch for National Sign Day in February, and also some Gamecock targets that you might want to watch when it comes to the February signing day in just a month and a half. So that's going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are your thoughts on what I said about Shane Beamer and the OC position for the Gator Bowl? Do you think he should be the offensive coordinator? Do you think it should be someone else like Pete Lembo or Justin Stepp or someone I didn't mention? What are your thoughts on what Shane Beamer said regarding the transfer portal on Carolina Calls on Monday night? Do you think he is using it as a way to send subtle messages to some of these recruits out there? And lastly, what are your thoughts on what Shane Beamer had to say on Monday night regarding the transfer portal? Do you think he is using those kind of radio shows as a way to send subtle messages to some of these recruits, both high school and the transfer portal? And lastly, what do you think about Ola Watson Babalade's recruitment? Do you think that the Gamecocks will get him back in the fold by the end of the day? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. Or you can shoot me a direct message at a line underscore SC on Twitter. I'll respond to it as quickly as I see it. And once again, don't forget to make the Lockdown Sports Today podcast your second listen or watch now that you have listened to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. I hope you all have a great rest of your Tuesday. And I will catch y'all on the next show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. 